Welcome home, modern mystic, to the place where your soul-seeking journey will never feel lonely again. Welcome to the place where wonder and awe are an everyday occurrence, where transformation and alchemy are the name of the game, and where you always leave more empowered and expanded than you were when you came. I'm Haley Winter, and I invite you to meet me here at the bridge where science, psychology, and spirituality merge. And together, we'll explore the magic and mystery of this human experience. This is your guide to the universe. I have a couple questions for you. How is it that we're able to perceive and think and act and experience this human life? And who even is it that's doing all this perceiving and thinking and acting and experiencing? Don't worry, these are rhetorical questions. <laughs> I don't expect an answer. And these are really the kinds of questions that take you right down one of my all-time favorite rabbit holes, which is the rabbit hole of consciousness. And today, in our very first episode of Psyche Saturday, we are jumping down this rabbit hole together. And I am so excited to nerd out with you about this endlessly fascinating subject of consciousness. A bit more specifically, though, I want to share with you today a bit about my own model of holistic consciousness that I derived from years of work and research, and it's the model that I use as the foundation for all the work I do with my clients and in my group programs, and it's the foundation for my tarot coaching methodology. So it really does inform really every aspect of the work that I do. Of course, this perspective on consciousness is far from the only one, and I would never claim that my model is right and others are wrong. I firmly believe that everyone has to come to their own understanding of what it means to be a conscious being. And this model of consciousness simply represents the current expression of my own understanding. My model does, of course, have roots in other models as well. And if you're interested in diving deeper on these sources that kind of inspired my own model, I took a lot of inspiration from the model of consciousness used in the School of Psychosynthesis, which was originally founded by Roberto Asajoli, um, but has been expanded upon by many other psychologists since then. I was also really inspired by the model of consciousness used by Dr. Bill Plotkin in his book Soulcraft. So if you're interested, again, in diving deeper into any of that, Psychosynthesis and Bill Plotkin or Soulcraft would be great places to start. Also, if you're interested in a visual aid to accompany all this chatter, which I highly recommend, I have linked an image to my model of consciousness in the show notes, so feel free to check that out as you listen. Again, highly recommend. The visual really helps. Another quick disclaimer before we dive into the nerdy stuff, I'm going to be 
basically skimming the surface of my model in this episode. I'm going to do deep dives into each of the aspects of my model in future episodes, but for now, I'm just going to share a big picture view in the hopes of getting your own gears turning about what the heck consciousness is all about. I'll give you fair warning as well. I might be using some psychology style jargon in this episode. I do tend to slip in academic mode when talking about these concepts, but you are an extremely intelligent human being and I know you can handle it, so I appreciate your patience with me (laughs) for using my $2 words. Okay, so let's dive in. Starting with the concept of consciousness itself. I really understand consciousness in general as awareness or the ability to be aware. Intention is a big part of it too. I mean, think about it. As humans, we're not only sentient and aware, but we can be aware that we're aware, which is called meta-awareness. And it's pretty rad. Like, think about it. You can be aware right now that you're aware of right now. And on top of that, we can do things on purpose rather than just simply acting out of instinct. And that is a pretty rad aspect of being a conscious being. And in addition to this larger universal aspect of consciousness, there's also a very personal aspect as well. And we start to think about that aspect when we ask questions like, What exactly do we mean when we refer to the self? Who is myself? Who am I talking about when I say I? Who are we referring to when we say you? Who is that? I actually call my model of consciousness the holistic self because the way I understand it, this ability to be conscious and aware and intentional all happens through the lens of this being that we call I. So to me, a model oriented in an expansive concept of self seemed really fitting. My model is comprised of four levels or areas. And if you're looking at the visual component, you're going to understand right off the bat what I'm talking about. And I guess I should say, kind of as a caveat, there is like a fifth sub-level, but we'll talk about that another time. (laughs) So in terms of main levels, we have the ego or the middle unconscious, which is kind of the center of my model. And again, in the visual, the model is mainly comprised of like a circle divided into three parts. And the ego or middle unconscious is the middle part. And this is basically the aspect of ourselves that we are referring to when we use the word I. Then we have our soul or our lower unconscious. And this part of ourselves is comprised of repressed energies and experiences and potentials that aren't readily accessible to our everyday awareness. Our everyday awareness, like the things that we know that we know, Those live in the middle unconscious, but the soul or the lower unconscious is comprised of things that we don't always know that we know. You've probably heard of shadow work or the concept of the shadow, which is originally a Jungian archetype. 
And the soul slash lower unconscious is where that shadow aspect of us lives. So if you ever hear the shadow being talked about, that's soul level, lower unconscious level stuff. Next, we have the spirit slash higher unconscious. This is the domain that we tap into when we talk about connecting with our higher self. Like the soul slash lower unconscious, the spirit higher unconscious also contains repressed energies and experiences and potentials, but rather than being focused on shadow material, this domain tends to be more centered around possibilities and aspirations and imaginations, kind of the more overtly positive aspects of ourselves that we might have rejected because they've somehow become associated with limiting beliefs or pain or trauma, things like that. Also, I'm saying positive aspects with air quotes because I believe that there is enormous power and potential in the shadow, in the soul, and the lower unconscious, and I don't want to encourage bypassing by only hyping up the spirit higher unconscious. There's so much power in both of these domains. Neither one is better than the other. They just serve us differently. And we'll talk a lot more about that on this podcast, but for now, just know it's not that the soul or lower unconscious is like bad and the spirit higher unconscious is good. They both serve you and they both hold immense power. Now, these three aspects of the holistic self are all contained in what I loosely refer to as individual consciousness. More air quotes around individual here. And this means that each one of us has our own personal version of these layers of consciousness within ourselves. The fourth layer, however, transcends the individual, and it's called the collective unconscious. Like the shadow, this is actually a concept that was first popularized by Carl Jung nearly a century ago. So this is not something that I made up by any stretch of the imagination. It's very commonly talked about still in the realms of depth psychology and psychosynthesis. A lot of different um, schools of psychology use the collective unconscious. The collective unconscious is super interesting. It's the realm where archetypes live, and that includes the shadow, like we were talking about before, as well as all the other archetypes that characterize the human experience. Now, when I say that the shadow lives in the collective unconscious, I mean the archetype of the shadow lives there, not necessarily the shadow itself. You can think about archetypes basically as energetic blueprints or patterns of the human experience. And to kind of put this in a more familiar perspective, think about the major arcana of the tarot, for example, or about any mythological pantheon or mythological story in history. All of those systems depict the archetypes. Like I said before, archetypes are essentially energetic blueprints or patterns that guide the human experience. And we can see these patterns in themes that come up in the major arcana, in mythology, in movies, things like that. So think about like the mother, the father, the king, the queen, the warrior, the sage, the hermit, things like that. These are archetypes. And the collective unconscious is the domain where all these archetypes live. And that's why 
If you look at mythologies and stories throughout history, across time, across geography, you'll find the same or very, very similar archetypal themes coming up. It doesn't matter when these mythologies were created, doesn't matter where they were created, you find these themes are universal to the human experience. And that's because they live in this collective unconscious, this domain that we all are tapped into as humans. Now, a really cool thing about the collective unconscious, and like consciousness in general, really, is that the collective unconscious also has an awesome quantum aspect, which just means that it's supported by quantum theory or the theory of the energetic mind. Without diving too deep here, and I will go into this further in later episodes, Suffice it to say that this is basically the idea that the space around us all isn't actually empty, but in reality, it's made up of a quantum energy field that binds and connects everything. So when you hear people talk about how everyone in the world is connected, this is the scientific perspective on that. And that is also the psychological aspect of the contents of the collective unconscious. That energetic field is where those archetypal blueprints live. It is the energy that connects us all. Pretty freaking cool, right? (laughs) Now, although I've separated my holistic self model into four levels, I do want to make it very clear that they are not actually separate. They are all inherently connected and fluid, and the barriers between them are extremely permeable. In fact, on the visual component of my model, that's why all the boundaries are depicted with dotted lines. This is to show that the contents of our consciousness can and do travel between layers. Intuition is a great example of how this happens, actually, because intuition directly connects you to aspects of your soul and aspects of your spirit and even to the collective unconscious. And that's because intuition itself is basically a gateway that connects all the realms together. You can also think of it almost like a vehicle or a portal that can connect you to these different layers of your consciousness. So... Aside from sheer intellectual indulgence and curiosity, why does any of this actually matter? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming that you have at minimum a casual interest in personal growth and development and in strengthening your intuition and connection with yourself and the bigger picture. For me, the holistic self model has been extremely helpful in this pursuit, both in my own life and in my coaching work with clients. Understanding your holistic self is really a solid first step to building conscious and intentional connections with all aspects of yourself, which in turn gives you access to the power and potential that each of those aspects hold. And like I said earlier, each aspect holds a lot of potential and power, not just that higher self aspect, all of it. The holistic self also really allows you to be intentional about any healing work that you're doing by giving you a context that can help you understand why and how your psyche does certain things in order to help you cope. 
Understanding the holistic self is also extremely powerful if you want to develop your intuition because it can help you be more intentional about using your intuition to access different levels of your consciousness. And like any tool, your intuition gets stronger and more effective the more you know how to use it on purpose and use it to its full potential. The holistic self model helps with exactly that. Now, before I let you go for the day, I want to quickly talk about my tarot coaching methodology for a second, because tarot coaching was literally designed to help you strengthen your intuition by intentionally accessing all levels of your holistic self. And this is not an accident. Symbols and archetypes are the language of the tarot and of the mind conscious, unconscious, non-conscious, etc. The mind is a symbolic domain. It's an archetypal domain. And the acts of crafting intentional questions, drawing cards, and then interpreting those cards intuitively, as you do in the tarot coaching process, really allows you to intentionally tune into whichever level of consciousness you want to explore in the moment, as well as accessing multiple levels of consciousness at the same time. It's pretty freaking cool that a deck of cards can give us that kind of power. And I do want to emphasize here that at least on this podcast, it's us with the power. The cards just give us the tool to access that power. The cards themselves don't hold any magical powers. At least that's not how I see it to each their own take what resonates. But in my perspective, we hold this power and the cards are powerful because they are a tool that helps us access and wield that power, which is pretty rad. (laughs) So if you've ever worked with me in a tarot coaching setting, or if you ever do, you can be extra excited knowing that you're working with a methodology that's firmly and intentionally rooted in an evidence-based holistic model of consciousness. And as a result, It's basically impossible for you not to experience some kind of expansion of consciousness and personal transformation and growth, which is pretty cool, if I may say so myself. (sighs) Okay, I know that was probably a lot to take in. Major kudos to you for getting nerdy with me today. I could seriously talk about this stuff all day, which, in retrospect, is probably why I've created a daily podcast. But I hope you've enjoyed this glimpse into my model of consciousness. I hope you found it interesting and insightful, and I hope it piqued your curiosity and has you thinking about what do you think consciousness is? What do you think we're talking about when we are referring to me or I or the self? What is that about? I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts. I live for these types of conversations. So if this sparked anything for you, please, please share. Connect with me on Instagram, drop me a DM, leave me a comment, whatever you want to do. Send me an email if you want. All my contact info is in the show notes as usual. I would love to nerd out with you more about this. Also, I'm considering making my academic papers available to read in case anyone ever wants to do more in-depth reading on this ish. So if that's something you would be into, I would love to know. Again, drop me a DM or a comment or an email. Let me know what you think. And if that's something that you would be down for, I will work very quickly on 
making my papers available to you. I have a whole freaking library at this point and it's only getting bigger. <laughs> so all that said, thank you so much for spending time with me today talking about one of my all-time favorite subjects ever. I can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow where we'll be chatting all about Aquarius season and self-love and the star card. It's going to be fun, so be there or be square. <laughs> Have an absolutely cosmic day, my dude. I'm sending you big, big love. Thank you so much for joining me today for this adventure into the realm of cosmic consciousness. I'm infinitely stoked and eternally grateful to have you by my side on this journey. If you valued this episode, make sure you subscribe and stick around for more magic. And if you want to cultivate some extra good karma, go ahead and write a five-star review or share this episode so that other modern mystics can find their way home to us. I can't wait to connect with you again tomorrow. Now go get them, you infinitely powerful being you.